Welcome into the Stormwatch's post-game show. Coming off of a big, big 4-1 win for the Carolina Hurricanes over the Dallas Stars. The first in a back-to-back, and man, this game really felt like a tale of, of two games, and maybe more so than that, just, just a long game. So much happened, and a lot of good mixed in with a little bad, and we'll get into all that. Coming up on the show, we'll dive into an amazing game from Vinny Trocek. He's really settling into his role with this team. Sveshnikov and Ajo still playing well. The power play on fire. The Zingles finding his game. We'll also hear from the coach, Rod Brendamore, and a few players as well on their thoughts from tonight's game. We also did get an update from Marty Natchez. Again, it's an unofficial report, but... He said he had talked to Mrazic after the game and said that he was in good spirits and that it wasn't as bad as they thought it could be, which is all you can really ask for. Um, a lot of injuries in this game. Uh, officiating we're going to get into. Uh, so this may be, may be a little bit longer of a post-game show. Uh, but we're, we're going to... You know, we'll get the negative stuff out of the way first because this was easily the most complete game of the season for the Carolina Hurricanes and understandably coming off of the Tampa Bay game you know I thought that was the most complete game of the season man what a game from top to bottom the adversity that this team has been through and you wouldn't know it allowing one goal in the last two games against arguably the other two best teams in this division I mean what more can you ask for you know Players that are being asked to step into these big shoes and roles are exceeding expectations. Steven Lorenz had his first NHL point tonight. Massive. And he almost had his first goal at the end of the game. And, you know, you could see all the players on the bench and even Brendamore, everybody stood up expecting it. And and you could tell everybody really loves this kid and, and wants to support him. And why not, man? He plays hard. We'll get in, into all of that and more. But first, let's start from the top with the Peter Morazic injury. And, you know, oh, man, it, it looked bad. You know, you never want to see your goalie immediately before the whistle's even stopping him throwing his, uh, I guess it was his glove. It may have been his blocker. I don't know. I was I was too worried to really even pay attention, honestly. But he was he was yelling. I mean, you could hear on the TV his scream. And I know, you know, with nobody in the building, but, man, it looked bad. Um, and you feel so bad for Max McCormick. And, and, you know, and then, you know, what happens to him later in the game, which we'll get to that a little bit later, a lot to say about that. But, man, you hate to see Mrazic go down like that after a stellar game against Tampa a few nights ago and starting out really well early. Um, it's just tough, really tough. Um, but the good news, you know, again, nothing official yet. Um, if something does come through during the show, I'll obviously report it. But, you know, really our only reporter right now is Martin Natchez, who said he was in good spirits, which is good because it looked to be a skate on his wrist. Um, I know they didn't want to show it many times because – you know, obviously, but, you know, that's 
it's just so tough after such a great game. But you know what? What have we talked about? James Reimer is the best backup in the league. He came in, settled it down, and and really, I mean, our our three Stormwatch keys to the game, the main one was lock the Dallas team down just like we did Tampa. Dallas only had four shots on goal on five-on-five regulation. Let that sink in. This is a team without Jacob Slavin and for a while during this game without Jake Bean. And Pesci did not have his best game, and they still locked it down. That's tenacity, man. And that is fighting adversity. You can use any word you want. Grit, gutty performance. All of those apply to this game. And let me tell you what. If you don't think this is going to build for a a long run, man, these are the building blocks, especially early on against these great teams that you're going to be seeing all year. I mean, we get Dallas again in, in, I believe, less than two weeks. So... Anyways, we'll we'll go back from the start. Um, Vinny Trocheck, like we said at the start of the year, you know he was fitting in well at the end of the season and into the playoffs. But you know, I I I said at the start, let's see him take an extra step, the next step with this team, and what is that? Filling in on the power play, you know, adding a couple goals here and there. And let me tell you what his performance so far this season is right on track with his all-star season from a couple years ago in Florida. I mean, he fits in well. You can tell all the other guys love playing with him. And, man, that power play unit of him, Ajo, Svetch, I think Jordo, Jordan Stahl was out there as well. Holy cow, were they ever lethal tonight. They went three of five, and, I mean, man, what – just an epic performance from the uh, from the power play. And, you know, the penalty kill. You know what, man? Dallas's goal was a garbage time goal at the end. Joe Pavelski adds to his season total. He's having a great season. But this wasn't this wasn't even about how bad Dallas played because, look, they, they were doing the best they could. Carolina just had their most stellar game of the year so far. And, you know what, they had a very similar game against Tampa a few days ago. I mean, if this is how this team plays, there's going to be a lot of teams that are given trouble the entire season. So, we get to goal scoring. And who is it first? Vinny Trocek. His first of the night was his third of the season from Marty Natchez and Steven Lorenz. And, man, what a play. Flying in the zone. An excellent pass from Lorenz to find Natchez behind the goal. And in tic-tac-toe fashion, finding Trocek flying right towards the goal off the wing. I mean, you can't draw it up better than that. And, you know, Trocek knows to go high glove on uh, Anton Hudobin, which, you know, I I think Doby's a great goalie. But even back in the Carolina days, everybody knows his high glove is the spot to shoot. And, man... Did they ever go there tonight, even in Dezingle's goal? But that came later. So uh, the first goal, man, what a start. That fired up the team. You could feel it. Then right after that, Trocek fighting hard 
for the second power play goal of the night. And I, I mean, I wrote down in my notes, Trocek's having his best game of the season thus far. Not just the goal scoring, but passing, playmaking, skating fast, playing the puck well, all of the mechanics he he put together tonight. I mean, everything from the foundation was a great game from Trocheck. Uh, and what was crazy is the first two shots of the game from the Hurricanes were from Trocheck, and they both went past. After that, the third goal of the game, holy cow, what a pass from Ajo to Svetch. Svetch finishing it off in just world-class style. But Ajo, you know, most players make that immediate pass. Ajo, with just the brilliance and patience to wait until that exact perfect moment to sauce it over to Svetch. Svetch finishing it in, tap in birdie. I mean, just a world-class play, forehand and then to his backhand. I mean, again, all-star style. Wow. What a, I mean, what a great start to the season for Ajo and Svetch. And again, you know, Ajo has had really slow starts to the season. That's what we talked about coming into this season on our first episode was can Sebastian get this fast start that he needs? Because the last couple of years, it's taken well over 10 games for him to get going. And that's worrisome. And in a year where you have, you know, just under 30 less games, you can't have a slow start. And they clearly haven't. And again, the power play unit with Svetch, Ajo, Stahl, Trocek coming in there, massive. And then, you know, Wade Menard, didn't even get done <laughs> announcing the Sveshnikov goal. And Ryan Dezingle, let me tell you, I, I've talked about it all year. I loved Dezingle's game. I loved it before their stoppage, and I've I've loved it since. Um, I thought he played fantastic against Tampa Bay. He's in the right positions, you know. Last season, you know, he kind of struggled. He really did. And... You know, he didn't have a season like he had had in Columbus. And, man, is he ever just getting to the right spots? I mean, perfect spot to tap it in. And, uh, again, another high-glove shot on Hudobin when he was going from right to left. And, again, another power play goal. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, what, what else can you say? Um, Dezingle, Trocheck getting a power play goal, as well as Svetch, three of five on the power play. Trocheck had two goals. He also had an assist tonight. He's at six points in five games. And if we look at the at the breakdown of stats in this game, there there's a lot that I really want to get into. And first off, shots on goal. I said before the game I, I really wanted to get a lot of shots on. I wanted 35 because... As we've seen in the past, Dallas has had a really good job of shutting down the Hurricanes. Bar, you know, against Sebastian Ajo, who has nine points in 11 games uh, coming into tonight against Dallas. But, holy cow, did the defense ever shut them down. Dallas finished with 11 shots on goal. And again, only four of those, only four of those, were five on five. That's unbelievable. They attempted 37. Again, 
the shows, the shot blocking was awesome tonight. Uh, Carolina attempted 60 shots. Power plays. Look, man, the penalty kill on fire. And they needed it because they were, well, the Hurricanes spent a good amount of time in the penalty box tonight. And some of that probably wasn't deserved, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Dallas went one of six on the power play. And again, that was that Pavelski goal, kind of garbage time goal. Um, Hitting wise, Dallas out hit the Hurricanes 38-26. And that was evident, man. This was a rough game. I mean, from the start, it was a rough game. And, you know, again, we'll get into the McCormick hit and and how I'm still speechless that that wasn't a penalty. Um, man, that's that's just shocking. But overall, I mean, what else what else can you say? Faceoffs, the Hurricanes out won or out beat the uh, Stars in faceoffs. Canes ended up winning 35. Who do you look to? Jordan Stahl. Again, look, I know there's haters uh, of Jordan Stahl. On Twitter, I see it all the time. In Facebook groups, I see it all the time. Man, does he is he a 30-40 goal scorer? Absolutely not. But the intangibles are there. His leadership. And you know what, man? He's worth the he's worth the price of his contract just for his face-off abilities as well as quarterbacking the power play, which you could see tonight. As well as uh in less than 24 hours, got to face him again. You know, the tomorrow's game puck drops at 5 o'clock. So there's a lot of emotion that's going to go into tomorrow. I I really feel. Before we get into the penalties, though, uh, you know, the, the standout players of the game, obviously, Vinny Trocek with two goals and assist. Uh, this is his first two-goal game since 2019. Sveshnikov. Scoring tonight, he's got four goals in five games this year. Aho adding two apples. He's got, uh, like we said, uh, just a just a great outings versus Dallas in his career. Also, Marty Nature's getting in the mix. He's now on a point streak. He added uh, two assists, and really, the the standout stat coming out of tonight: Carolina has only allowed seven goals their first five games that is the fewest goals allowed in hurricanes and whalers history through five games who do you look to mart uh Mraz, excuse me and this defense you know i mean i think it's as simple as that these guys are playing hard and you know what who do you look to from there rod brendamore keeping this team prepared you know if i could give a player of the game to rod brendamore I would. Personnel of the game, I guess. But, you know, he preached when he came in following Bill Peters' exit, which, you know, again, I I am so happy. It's the best decision Tom Dunn ever made was making Brenda Moore the, uh, the head of this ship. I mean, he had preached from day one, this is going to be the hardest working team, the most prepared team in the NHL every night. And you see that on display. I mean, holy cow, look at tonight. With all the injured players that went out, and we don't know. Who knows who's going to be available tomorrow after the adrenaline wears off and everybody's hurting, man. But they're going to be prepared, you know. We were worried against 
against Tampa last week coming back. You know, oh man, is how are they going to do? You know, are they No, they were prepared. They knew they had to be prepared. You have no choice under Brendan Moore. You don't have the choice to not be prepared. And I think that's the best thing about his coaching. You know, there's there's so many different things. You know, the power play is now running well. But, man, getting this team prepared and in game shape all the way down the pipeline and all through the lineup, all these guys, man, you know, it's you just can't come in Rod Brendamore enough about it. All right. Let's get let's get into the officiating because again, none of this is scripted. I kind of just I kind of just roll with it, um, and so I'm just gonna roll my thoughts on this. The NHL's got a problem, man, and I know it's so easy to judge referees in all sports, and the NBA has their problems. The NFL we know has their problems. God, the MLB, you know they they have some umpiring issues. But you look in the NHL, and I think there's really two or three really consistent, re- like, and I mean really consistent, officiating crews. You know? You know what they're going to call. And, you know, I Trip Tracy talks about it all the time in the pregame show. You know how they're going to call. But these other guys, you have no idea. And tonight... Man, I don't know if y'all felt like it, but that first period I felt was getting out of hand, you know. And again, I'm all for hits and hockey and fighting. I'm all for it, but it's got to be clean, you know. I I don't want to be seeing everybody get hurt, and that's on both sides of it, man. I don't want to see Carolina taking stupid penalties. I don't want to see Dallas doing stupid stuff. And that was an intense game. That wasn't even like a playoff intensity. That was like what is being said at ice level where they are like head hunting and you know it 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 comes to a head i mean there there were cross checks in the first period and but you know i think it i think it really really was magnified with the McCormick hit the fact that that wasn't cross checking or boarding at the bare minimum the bare minimum and you know what, man? I beg for the bare minimum every day in life. You know, we all beg for the bare minimum. You you gotta give. You have to give a penalty in that situation. Again, you could hear him screaming on TV. He was so hurt. I mean, that. you know, I didn't even think it was his shoulder at first. I thought it was his head. Because he got thrown in and hit that just... That crease point, oh my gosh, yeah, that brutal. And so, what do they do after that? Now they're now the officiating crew's like, uh oh, well, we've uh, we got to get control of this game. So now we're going to call every little teeny tiny thing, you know. And there were a few good calls, like you know when Trocheck got tripped. You know they could have gone either way on that because I don't think that was intentional. But man, like. The Ajo penalty, I mean, I nearly blew a gasket. It's it's just, you you have to be consistent with your calls. You can't pick and choose which one you're going to do. And that's what they were doing tonight. And it makes me so mad because you see it in the regular season. You see it in the postseason. I mean, what, like, 
how how do we fix this? How does the NHL fix this problem? Because you can't snap your fingers and it's fixed. Like there has to be consistency. You know, and I'm not saying, you know, go to you know, like what the MLB wants to do and go to all, you know, all technology and ref. No, there has to be a human aspect. But you can't say, oh, this guy was thrown in, nearly broke his neck, probably broke something in his shoulder. No, nah, that's clean. But a little tiny cross check here and there by either Aho or or God, whoever else. And they're like, oh, no, we got to call that. Let's calm down the game. You know, they got to manage the game better. And I I don't think we'll get the same crew tomorrow. I don't think. Um, I'm not really sure how that works, honestly, this year. Um you know, I don't know if they stay for both games or what. I mean, I guess that'd be the easier thing. But you know what, man? Dallas is going to come out firing tomorrow. Um, you know, that's not a game that the Dallas Stars usually play. I mean, we've seen them put up seven goals in two games this year. And one of those was against a, a very good uh, Nashville Predators team. So <laughs> they got to be prepared. But I'll tell you what, I – I'm fine with Reimer rolling again. You know, I think he made the saves he needed to. The, you know, the the Pavelski goal was not, I mean, that wasn't his fault. You know, they, there were three Dallas players right around the crease and, you know, loose puck. Somebody's going to get to it. And and Pavelski was the one who did. I'm not upset at that goal at all. You know, uh, he made the saves he needed to, but the puck really didn't even get to him. So Dallas is going to be coming out firing tomorrow, and um, you know they, they got to be prepared for it. But anyways, to wrap up the officiating, <laughs> man, I don't even know what you call it. Baffles, I guess. You know, as hockey fans, we expect this at this point. But you know what? Again, they're not even giving the bare minimum. So you know what? There's got to be changes. There really has to be changes. I don't know how they do it. You know, I, you know, I'm in no position to criticize either because I know how difficult their jobs are. But you know, I think there also needs to be like a hit like that. You know, just like in college football, it has to be reviewable. Like there needs to be a call from Toronto that comes into PNC Arena or what, wherever arena you're at and says, ho, 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 hold on, because you have time. You know, it takes a while. You know, I, Grant and McCormick went flying off the ice. But you have time. And if these guys in Toronto are really watching like they say they are, there needs to be a call down to the ice that says, all right, we need to review this hit. And I know they, they've, with as much as they review offsides and, you know, all of that, you know, I, I just think there needs to be a better job of it. Even if there is already plans in place, which I somehow think there is, um, you you got to do a better job. You know, there has to be almost a targeting-like penalty, I believe. You know, and if it's not, you at least make, you know what, if that's going to be a minor, make it a double minor. If it's reviewed and it's, you know, like, you can say – you know, boarding with malicious intent, you know, or something like that, you know, or slashing with malicious intent. And again, with this, 
you can have a clear cut answer. You know, I well, I can't say that because in targeting there's never a clear cut answer, but it's more clear cut if you see what I'm saying. So you can at least say, oh, he's hurt. We can see here not only did he board, but you could see he went into it rough. And then it's a double minor. Or, God, bare minimum, it's a minor, but it's a penalty at least. I mean, you got to be kidding me that that McCormick wasn't a penalty. It's just ridiculous, man. It's just ridiculous. I don't know. Uh, I think that's about it. You know, I'm glad I can't get fined for talking about it. And, you know, I'm I'm sure Rod Brendamore doesn't want to talk about it tonight either because, you know, again, got to play tomorrow. Got to play tomorrow. Before we head down to the press conferences with the players and coach, uh, the next four games, or four series really, uh, tomorrow again, got the stars, 5 o'clock puck drop, 4.30 is the pregame show with Abby Labar, Shane Willis, Trip Tracy, and the big rig Mike Maniscalco. Be sure to tune in. Again, puck drops at 5. Then Tuesday and Thursday, Carolina travels to the Windy City to play the Blackhawks. After that, a meetup with the Columbus Blue Jackets on February 7th and 8th. And then February 11th and 13th, the Hurricanes will travel to Dallas to face these stars again. And like I said, man, this could be a a quiet little rivalry early on this year. Um, But, yeah, again, I think I've used every adjective you could to explain this game. Again, most complete game the Canes have played this year and really in a while. Um, I can't remember a game that they have purely dominated this much in a long time. Um, You know, I, I think the early game against first game of the season against Detroit that was a shutout, I think that was decent and that set the tone for the season. The Tampa Bay game, like I said, massive for this team and you know coming into today you know with the injuries um and obviously you know still Jordan Stahl is the only one that had came off the COVID list but I'll tell you what Kane Sands if you're not if you need any more reason to get excited this is this is a Hurricanes team playing with basically half an American Hockey League team right now and they're dominating and they're not slowing down. And imagine when we get back who I think's easily the second or third best defenseman in the league, Jacob Slavin. You get Martinuk back in the lineup to bring more grit. You know, this is this is a dangerous team and I'm loving every bit of it. First off, we'll head down to Sebastian Ajo, who gives his thoughts after the game, as well as talking about Svechnikov and how it has been playing with him this year early on. Really, really great to see those guys uh, stepping up for us, and uh, they've been huge. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's a great player. Uh, really fun to play with. Uh, can really skate the, skate the, all over the ice, and, uh, you know, he forechecks, he works hard, which uh, makes my job easier. And uh, obviously I try to, you know, uh, look for uh, his stick. He's a uh, great shot, but uh, then again, he can he can sure make some plays too, and uh, look for uh, for me too. So yeah, great player and uh, fun to play with. Next up, we'll hear from the man with two goals and an assist tonight, and just an absolutely dominating performance, Vinny Trocheck. 
Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of skill on this team, and, and the nice thing about um, the skilled players here is they they work their butts off. Um, so it makes it easy on me playing with Nechi and Nino tonight. I mean, they they work really hard. They get the puck back. They make room for me. Obviously, Nechi's got a lot of speed, a lot of talent. Uh, the play he made on the first goal was um, great vision. So it's I mean, it's just a matter of me getting into my spots. Yeah, you, you never like to see a teammate go down like that. So um, him and Maxi. Both going down in the first period. Um, we were just trying to rally behind them and and get the win for them. And obviously, we came up flying after that. Yeah, I thought our power play's been really good this whole whole first start of the season. Um, we've been moving the puck really well, getting our looks. And uh, like you said, it was just a matter of time before they started going in. Keep getting chances; they're they're eventually going to fall. Um, it was no different tonight. We we got a lot of good looks. Um, Svech, Fish, and Dougie moving the puck really well up top, and me and Jordan just trying to cement ourselves in front of the net and look for uh, loose pucks. It means, I mean, it means a lot, especially coming from Roddy. Um, he obviously played a long time in this league and uh, was a phenomenal player, both ends of the ice. So to have his support and his trust, uh, it means the world. And a guy like that, everybody on this team really wants to play hard for him. We've also got a few thoughts from Marty Natchez. We'll hand it over to him. I mean, actually, even though we had a pretty big, pretty long break, we I think we played a really good two games so far, uh, even though we're, we're missing some guys. You guys just uh, came in and they're playing great. So, I mean, um, what to say? We just uh, played two two good good games against uh, really good teams, and uh, yeah, let's just uh, continue tomorrow. And lastly tonight, we hand it over to the head coach, Rod Brendamore, who again, unbelievable job what he's done with this team in the last couple years, two and a half years now at this point, and. Man, just an awesome job preparing his team. I'm really interested in hearing what he has to say. Yeah, it's uh, been really good, obviously. I mean, I, I, the effort's just been, I think that's what has been really uh, special. I think we're just, everybody's just digging in really um, to a man. And I think that's propelled us to, you know, this last couple of games, especially. I mean, we're obviously short-staffed and then get an injury and, you know, didn't look very good at the start, but the guys have been just buckled down and, you know, we're getting it done. They look bad. <laughs> I mean, we're, you know, it's one thing when there's no fans in the stands too, some that you guys might not appreciate just from being at home, but it, you can hear him like screaming on the ice. Like when there's fans, you don't hear the noise. When you, when it's just dead silent, you hear a guy, you know, in pain on the ice, it's, uh, it's not good. So, we thought it was worse. Um, obviously, it's still not good, but I, I, I can't tell you how long he's going to be out for. And Max, same thing. That one looked bad. It was bad. Um, I think he'll be a lot longer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, he had to come in and basically play the whole game, but, I, I, you know, I don't know that he was overly stressed, and so I think he'll be – he should be all right for tomorrow. Yeah, he's been great. Um, you know, we had those games where Jordan was out and then he had to step up there. And then, uh, you know, now he's just, uh, with all these guys out on, on our penalty kill, he's been doing that. So, you know, that's, that's, you can't say enough about it because that center position obviously is so important. And then, you know, being able to play all the special, uh, roles, uh, it's just, a, it's huge for us. So he's been great. And that's one of the reasons why we got the win tonight. I mean, he was really good again. Well, he looks great. You know, he's uh, his, his pace has always been good, but early in the, in, 
in some of the seasons he's kind of a little bit slow starter maybe but from day one this year he, he's looked great and uh you know he seems to almost have another gear that, that he uh, has picked up so um you know that's that's obviously a good sign for us and uh you know he's a special player and, and he made a special play to smash there no doubt about it well i think so i mean it's it's easy to pull for that guy so i think uh everyone watching was probably thinking the same thing i mean uh but yeah i mean you know it's you have to have that if you want to be successful and i think in these kind of times where you know obviously what we're facing you know uh, having that close knit group to battle for each other and you know that next man up kind of philosophy and as you know it's, it gets tired to talk about it probably but it, there is a lot of truth to it So glad to hear from Brenda Moore that he does want to roll with Reimer again, thinks he's good to go tomorrow. I think that's a good call. Um, I think Reimer is warmed up from tonight and got to see, you know, uh, a little bit of action. But, you know, a lot of good stuff in there from Brenda Moore, man. I mean, you know what, you know, he's got the guys prepared as much as he can do and he lets them play. That's all you can ask for, man. Love it. Next up, we'll get into our questions segment. All right, we've got two questions tonight. One from our guy, Maddie D., Maddie Dalem, and Janae. I believe that's how uh, the accent's on the E, so we're going to roll with Janae. Um, first off, Matt asks, how loud were you about to get if that Lorenz takeaway turned into his first goal? He said he jumped off the couch and was rooting for him the whole way across the ice. Absolutely. The exact same, Matt. Um, you know, as well as everybody on the bench did. Um, Lorenz has had, you know, really, really two incredible starts back-to-back. Um, -back. You know, in the, in the Tampa game, I thought he played excellent as much as he could do. Just getting a feel for the game and tonight – the confidence level, you know. He could have just as easily taken that, dumped it in, and, and gone to the bench, but he was hungry, man. And the hungry dog runs faster. And he got past that Dallas defenseman and went down and, and really made a great move. Um, and, you know, it was just unfortunate that he couldn't get it. But let me tell you what, it's going to come soon. You know, getting that first NHL point, is big and and if he can stay in the lineup the next couple days, uh, you know whether it's against Dallas tomorrow in less than twenty four hours or if it's you know a couple days from now against Chicago, I I wouldn't be surprised to see him really take another step forward. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you said, I mean I I think everybody was standing up, you know, and uh. You know, like Trocek said in his post-game press conference, the smile on his face just after getting the the second assist, not even the primary assist, but, uh, you know, Trocek immediately saw his smile and, and went over and, and grabbed the puck. And, you know, I, I think Lorenz, man, I think he's going to be a good player. And those guys that have to grind like that, you know they're going to put their entire body on, on the line for the game. You know, like we said, uh, after the Tampa Bay game, you know, he fought his way through. He was a seventh-round pick, made it through the coast, made it through the AHL, and, man, now he's here and he's making the most of it. 
So great question and comment from Matt. Always love hearing from you, man. Um, yeah, again, jumping through the roof for it. Janae asks, what were your thoughts on Dallas's performance tonight? Honestly, I thought they were pretty slow. Uh, Janae, I'd have to agree with you. Um, you know, to a, to a certain extent, I think they, you know, I don't think they were playing the Dallas Stars brand of hockey. Um, yeah, they were throwing around bodies like they usually do, but, you know, they weren't, they, they really couldn't get a shot off and, and really it's much less what Dallas couldn't do. It's how well the hurricanes were defending them. They didn't give up any chances. Um, I mean, I don't even, I don't remember a two on one or two on O from Dallas the entire night. Carolina controlled this game. And that's what we said in the, in the preview on our, on our post on Instagram. Got to lock this game down. Don't give up a lot of chances, especially a lot of easy chances because we know Dallas can score. Now, Dallas is also going through a situation like the Hurricanes where they're missing a bunch of of great players, including probably the biggest name, Jamie Benn. You know, not having a easily 30-goal scorer out there is a huge loss for Dallas. Um, now, you know, they, they fought through that so far this year, obviously, with scoring seven goals. But, you know, they've also had had games where – you know, I mean, there are four wins this year. Two of them they've scored seven in. The other two have only been one goal game. So they've kind of been a tale of two teams. Um, you know, so I don't think they were necessarily slow as much as it was Carolina just completely shutting them down. And, again, you can't ask much more for Carolina to shut down uh, the defending Western Conference champions. Um you know, I, I thought Hudobin played decent tonight. You know, it, it definitely won one of his best games. But, you know, like like I said earlier, you go to his high glove. And what did they do? They went to his high glove. And, you know, what the Hurricanes really did well tonight, above all defense and locking down the game, their pace of play was outstanding. They were all gas, no breaks the entire time. The entire time they were just buzzing around the ice. Zone entries were fantastic, especially on the power play. There was always open space. There was always a player open. Positioning, zone entries, and just pace of the play. I mean, it was an A-plus game for the Hurricanes. You know, I can't say much more than that. You know, everybody who you needed to play well, everybody did their job. Aho was making great passes. Nechaz was making great passes. Trocek was in the right place, right time. Jordan Stahl winning faceoffs. The defensemen, they were quiet tonight, but they did their job. They really did their job well. Um, so, you know, I think, man, what, what else can you say? Really, what else can you say? Fantastic game from the Hurricanes tonight. Um, you know, you can... You can probably hear my voice is a little gone from the from the entire game because there's a lot that happened. Um, as of right now, we still don't have a Mrazic update. We still don't have a McCormick up, update. Uh, other injury news, you know, the good good thing is Jake Bean was out for a little bit. He went back to the locker room. He came back in the game. So I expect him to be ready for tomorrow. Um, you know, 
it's going to be interesting to see what Brenda Moore does with the lineup if McCormick is in fact gone, um, which looking at what happened, I imagine he's going to be gone for, I mean, God, minimum two to four weeks. Um, could be longer depending. I mean, he was in some pain. But overall, just a fantastic game. I, I don't think we can say much more about it. So on that note, uh, I, I think we'll wrap this baby up. Uh, you know, again, four to one win from the Hurricanes, easily most controlled game of the year so far, most dominant game, most complete game. And they're right back to it again tomorrow at 5 p.m. Again, pregame show on Fox Sports at 4:30. Uh, goal scores tonight again. Vinny Trocheck first two goals, first two shots of the game. He's on the boards. Feshnikov from Aho. Dezingle, another power play. Third power play score of the night. Uh, ended up going three of five. Uh, Joe Pavelski, he gets a pretty garbage time goal uh, that doesn't allow for another shutout. Um, but again, seven goals allowed in the first five games of the season. That is a franchise record low. Uh can't ask for much more than that. This has been the Stormwatch postgame show with Miles Conrad. We'll be back tomorrow following the Dallas Stars game. And again, we look for another complete performance. We should see James Reimer in net. I don't think there's any way, unless Reimer pulls a hammy tonight, that we see Nadelkovic tomorrow. Should be another fun game. I expect Dallas to come out fast and strong. They're going to have to lock it down tomorrow, and I think they can do it. Your final count from PNC Arena, the Hurricanes 4, Dallas Stars 1. Good night. We will see you tomorrow. Avengers,